and welcome today. So glad to have you with us. And this is the podcast that is that is seeking to to restore oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And why do I do that? Because my passion is to help people to follow God with all their heart. That has been my goal in my life, that what good is is church and what good is calling yourself a follower of Christ if you only follow him nominally. But I want to encourage you to to uh, look us up on soul02.com, which uh, is a um, uh, our website, and there you have podcasts and blogs, and and we also have an, a new YouTube channel out now that I'm excited about that I'm working on and trying to improve it every week and get better and better. And um, also check us out on Facebook on lp.oxygen um, on facebook.com and. Uh, Weekly, we try to do a podcast and, and keep it consistent and you know kind of flowing and encouraging people. And we've gotten some great feedback and, and some also good critiques on how to make it better. And, 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 and people have suggested great questions and, and great ideas on, on what maybe people might be needing in the world we live in. Uh, we're in the middle of this pandemic and, and uh, on top of that, world tensions and racial riots and all these things. And it seems like a word for it could be this, chaos. What seemed like a, an ordered world, even though it was rife with the difficulties before, has now seemingly become a chaotic situation. And I heard a friend of mine, uh, her name is Rachel, and she's an excellent uh, musician and worship leader, and she, she helps us once in a while and she said, she said this to us on Sunday as she was leading us. She said, God makes the chaos mean something. And I don't know if if um, uh, if she invented that saying or she got it somewhere, but whatever it is, it's wonderful. And we'll take it, Rachel. Thank you. But I said that to say this, that that, that really spoke to my heart about sharing something about chaos. And I'll, I'll steal that title from her or from whoever said it. God makes the chaos mean something. Chaos is not just something that we have to submit to and be a victim to, but chaos can actually focus us and actually give us hope. In the madness, we can have hope. So who would think that any of us would search for, for meaning in chaos? And yet this is what I'm suggesting to you, that there is meaning in chaos when God's hand is on it. And usually, as, as human beings, we ignore chaos. We hate chaos. We avoid chaos. We like our perfectly manicured, uh, you know, secure world that is under our control. And we tend to avoid chaos in favor of having a world that is scripted and understood and kind of figured out. But there's a problem. There's a problem with chaos, and that is this. Life happens, and life is what totally makes chaos chaotic. You cannot have life without chaos. If you don't want to have chaos, don't live. Hide in a cave. But either way, chaos happens. And regardless of our penchant, our, our tendency as human beings to, to want everything neatly and in order, life happens to us. And I've talked to people in life where they they had the five-year plan and uh, 
And then I asked them five years later, how'd it go? Well, you know, it, we, we kind of got there, but man, we came by the scenic route. You know, we, we didn't get there the way we thought we'd get there. And we, we are in that kind of day right now where, where chaos is ruling and it's, it's, it's in the media and it's everywhere in all the conversations and, and there's all the hate speech and, you know, this group calls that group a liar, that group calls this group a liar. And it, it's so crazy that you just want to shut it all down and just take a nap. And I find my personal, my personal opinion is that as we get older, it slowly dawns on us that the control we thought we had over life was really an illusion. It was a youthful fantasy that that we once carried because we thought we actually were in control of life. Why do I say that? Because I believe that growing up, you know, as a younger man, hey, I'm going to figure all this out. I'm going to get all this. And by the time I'm so-and-so age, I'm going to have this and this and this. And even if you do reach those goals, it never happens exactly the way you thought because life happens. And there's a problem with chaos. But here's a question I want to ask today. Is chaos the worst thing? Should we just avoid it like, like, like you know, a bad habit? Should we avoid it like the worst thing ever? Absolutely not. Chaos has been defined by Merriam-Webster as the inherent unpredictability and the behavior of a complex natural system. And that's just a fancy word for saying that, that uh, it's a lot more complicated than what we thought it might be life and anything for that matter. Have you ever, here's an example. This happens to me all the time. I like little projects when I get time to do them. You ever have a project and you say, that's going to take me half an hour tops. I'll be there and I'll be having dinner. Three hours later, what happened? Well, it was like a, like a domino effect. You know, that's chaos theory, really. A domino effect that the smallest things influence the biggest things. And first, you said, well, you know, it's going to be an easy repair job, but then you need this little part, so you have to go to the store and get a part. Then when you come back, well, it was the wrong part, so you got to go back. And then when you, when you come back to fix it, well, there's something else that's off, so you got to watch a couple of YouTube videos and figure out how to fix that. By the time you're done, it's chaos, but it's done. And that's how life happens. And in an article, in an article called What is Chaos?, uh, these two PhD uh, doctors, um, Jonathan Borwain and Michael Rose, said that at the center of chaos theory is a fascinating idea that order and chaos are not always diametrically opposed. When I read that, I was so encouraged because I said, I, I've always believed that God allows chaos into our lives because there's going to come something good out of that chaos. And in fact, they go on to say that chaotic systems are an intimate mix of the two. That if you really want to have success in life, if you want to grow, if you want to, if you want to move forward, you have to embrace the chaos with your order together and marry them together for excellence. And that's how you're going to get through. And the fact remains that a little chaos is a good thing for us. It's not the worst thing in the world. We need to learn how not to fight against chaos but embrace it knowing that God has meaning in it. He's going to show us, he's going to, as my friend said, make it mean something if we trust him. Look at it this way. Sameness can be oppressive. You've seen Groundhog's Day, the movie, where the sameness, even though it could be a great day, 
can actually become oppressive if there's nothing else in life. But unfortunately, if you want to change in your life, if you want to try something new, you have to be willing to endure chaos because change is risk and risk is always chaotic. It always makes you uncomfortable and stretches you and stretches your vision and it challenges you to, to go beyond what you thought you could do. When we launch out into a personal vision, for instance, let's say you want to start a business or a website or a blog, we enter that world of chaos. And so don't be afraid of chaos. Embrace chaos and let God show you what it really means. And we find that it's it's much easier sometimes to stay in our comfortable, perceived little perfect world. But what good is that going to do if we don't grow, if we don't make an impact in life, if we don't address the brokenness of the world and help people who are hurting? What good is that? What good is our, our faith walk if we don't embrace the chaos in our life? But I want to say one more thing today, that God speaks into chaos. And that's an encouraging thing to me. When I first thought of this idea, a scripture came to me that I'll give you in a second, but let me say this. In the scriptures, darkness is sometimes seen as chaos. And in Genesis 1.5, it says, oh, I'm sorry, 1.1 rather, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and it says, Now the earth was chaos and waste. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the and, and the Lord, or the Rorach, or Elohim um, in the Hebrew, was hovering over the surface of the water. Now, I'm reading what's called the Tree of Life version in Scripture. That it's, it, it was written by, um, by the modern Jewish mindset, which, which really, I mean, hey, our, our, our Christianity came from, from, from the, uh, you know, the, the Jewish nation. But, but uh, and it was the only version that had this, because I, 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 I always believe that chaos and darkness are, 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 are one and the same, really. It says the earth was, was chaos and waste. And isn't this a season that we're feeling right now, that there's so much chaos, there's so much waste, and it seems like there's a barren darkness that we're living in right now, and we really can't really see what is happening. And have you ever noticed that when you're in the dark, you can't really perceive reality, and your mind begins to make stuff up to try to fill in the gaps? Because the way our bodies are made is that, and they've done tests that, that when they expose people to long periods of darkness, where they can't feel or hear and see anything, that their their mind after a while begins to make stuff up because we need stimuli, we need to see. And when we're in darkness, when we're in the chaos, if if it's during a, a an enduring time uh, that's that's dragging out, it's very easy for us to to lose ourselves and to lose our vision and to make stuff up in that darkness. I lived through the blackout of 1977, and I'll never forget it. Uh, we were uh, coming out of church, I think, uh, in the evening. There was an evening service. All of a sudden, everything was dark. And you could hear sirens. You could hear glass breaking. You, you could hear people shouting and screaming and running. And people, you could feel the fear in the air. And there was one word for it. It was chaos. Chaos. And chaos robs you of the ability to see and hear and understand things. But the beauty of it is that God's ultimate uh, goal is not to eliminate chaos and just get rid of it, 
but he speaks into the chaos and he creates something out of the chaos. And that's why I love the fact that God spoke over that darkness and created the world out of that chaos and darkness. So one last thing I want to share with you before I leave is that we as followers of Christ, and if you don't know Christ, man, hear what I'm saying here. God has given us the ability and the power to speak into the chaos and to not fight it, to not 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 respond in kind with all the craziness you're hearing, but to speak the words of life into the chaos. We must do the same as, as Jesus followers by speaking God's word to the confusing, to the messed up, to the upside down, the upside down situations that we face and to the craziness that's in the world. There's so much back and forth, even with Christians kind of being like really rough out there. But I would challenge anyone to speak into the chaos with love, with patience, and with life and hope. And Bible scholar F.P. Moeller put it this way. He said, the Bible also speaks of the Word of God as an active force. That is something that is, that is holy and alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and which penetrates. And that's what I'm getting at here. That when we speak into the chaos, we're not just saying random things of what we want and, you know, you know, I want a, a million dollar house. When I say speak into the chaos, I mean speak the word of God into the darkness, into the dark places that have no hope, that have no meaning, that are barren and that are lifeless. And God will change those things. We must speak to those situations in our families and our friendships at work that are difficult, that are that are kind of making us crazy. And so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 puts it beautifully. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding or insight. Sometimes in the darkness, we begin to rely on our own insight and we, we can make things up that aren't really right or aren't really scriptural. And he said, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. This is what it means to speak into the chaos, to speak hope, to speak the love of God, to speak that God will heal the brokenness. And God promises us something in the chaos. Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now those are the words of Christ. And Jesus said basically that that his kind of peace is not the same as the kind that that we see in the world that relies the world's peace relies on a cessation of of conflict or violence but God's peace is during that chaos God's peace is during the struggle for life and so I want to encourage you again and, and uh, join us on on YouTube and check us out on Facebook and check out our website and we uh, we are inviting you to like our channel and you know hit that smash smash that button <laughs> that like button and, and subscribe to us because we want to grow the channel and we want to reach a lot of people with this message with the message of God and hope. So until next time, God bless you and thanks for being with us.